The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of This Week in History. This week, we're going to look at the week of October 8th through the 14th. And we have a lot of different uh, events to go through, some no mercies. I believe there's at least a fall brawl probably in here. Uh, a bunch of birthdays and a whole bunch of other uh, title changes and news uh, for that uh, time frame in the seven days. So I want to thank you, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're part of the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network. And as you heard just a moment ago, part of the Johnners Podcasting Network in the UK. Be sure to download the app and you can get access to over 40 different channels of podcasting, different styles, different uh, places around the world, all on the Johnners Podcasting Network. So check us out and you'll never be short on any uh, podcast uh, shows, whether you're sitting at home or driving in the car on your way to work or school, wherever you're heading, you can always uh, get some great podcasting from us uh, there. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for uh, with CoolBet. CoolBet, uh, I mean, stay cool, but responsibly, as they sponsor all our shows. And uh want to hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving or in the States, Columbus Day. But uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend just passed. I hope everybody enjoyed their uh, time. And that brings us over to our co-host, Jonesy in Niagara Falls. Good evening. Or Hello. afternoon. Good afternoon, yes. It's afternoon even when we're recording this. Um, but, yes, it's Thursday, uh, 12 p.m. when this uh, drops. So anytime after that, it is a great time. Uh, to dive into the rich history of our great sport, to quote Tony Schiavone. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I will start with October 8th. Uh, I may signal to you uh, when the intro, there's a little bit of popping. It just sounded like a record with a little bit of a scratch, but now it's gone. So anyways, we're going to continue. 43 years ago in Dallas, Texas, Evelyn Stevens defeated the fabulous Moolah to win the NWA Women's World Championship. Evelyn's short two days back to Moolah um, reign is recognized by NWA, but not by the WWE. And we believe there's a reason for this. Um, that championship was sold to the then WWF by Moolah in 1983. And you see this picture here of Evelyn uh, Stevens. And you have that other picture you showed me? Yeah, I do. Um, it's interesting because this title change also happened. Well, you sound um, like a Borg now talking. Oh, okay. My apologies. Just give us a second. I don't know what's going on. There we go. That's now it sounds fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking up Evelyn, trying to get that picture that I first had up, um, it was interesting to see the police tape behind it. But then looking deep to find out what's going on, if it turns out Evelyn was not one of Mubala's girls, for starters. And the championship uh, title change came because of Gary Hart, uh, who was responsible for uh, that uh, event and went back to Moolah. But then in time, she ended up marrying another gentleman, and I'll bring this up, who apparently was in an abusive relationship and ended up uh, 
killing her husband. I'm just going to take down the banner for a second. As it says here, Evelyn Jardine Rillage, uh sentenced to 20 years for fairly shooting Frank Rillage. Uh, they had a gym together and just an abusive relationship. A lot of people thought she was the aggressor in the whole thing, uh, more so than anything. But yeah, uh, crazy little world uh, that she had after leaving wrestling and doing um, the gym uh, gig there. And then I guess she's possibly been released from jail, but people aren't overly sure if she has or if she's alive or where she is. So her whereabouts is very up in the air, but kind of an interesting story with her post-wrestling career. Absolutely crazy. Moving on, 30 years ago in Montgomery, Alabama, the York Foundation, uh, Richard Morton and Thomas Rich and Terrence Taylor, uh, defeated Big Josh, Dustin Rhodes, and Tom Z-Man Zink uh, to win the WCW Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Uh, the trio would be the last six-man uh, champions as the belts were abandoned a month later. And, of course, that was a different... Uh, uh, actually, Terrence Taylor, I'm thinking um, the football player there for a second, but... Uh, You're thinking Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, that, that's it. Terrence Taylor was the Red Rooster, or Terry Taylor, also known as the infamous somewhat stooge. To all the backstage uh, information getting to Dave Meltzer. Uh, it's been traced uh, pretty much to uh, him as being one of the main guys who uh, ended up giving Meltzer information. And, of course, this was a chance for Robert, uh, or not Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, to become a heel and become Richard Morton and uh, do that whole shtick. They had also VK Wall Street. Curtis uh, Hughes was also a bodyguard for them. And all their manager's uh, knowledge was coming from computer knowledge. And for those watching and looking at this, that is actually Terry Runnels or Terry Boatwright, uh, who was actually a makeup artist uh, backstage for WCW before becoming um, the on-screen persona of Alexandra York. Uh, she had her relationship with Dustin Rhodes at the time and was not very uh, kindly taken to by Dustin's father, Dusty, which caused a lot of uh, problems between Dustin and Dusty over time. Probably but, all those cigars she smoked. Well, that's when she started uh, being Marlena in WWE uh, with Gold Dust. All right, moving on. 20 years ago on Raw from Indianapolis, Indiana, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Kurt Angle to win the WWF Championship for the sixth time. Also on the card, the Hardy Boys defeated Booker T and Test to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. 16 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Brock Lesnar defeated Kazuki um, uh, Fuji. G oh man, Fujita, that's better, and Masashiro Chono in a three-way match to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a surprise reading that because uh, I don't know too many times that uh, Japan, especially even in that time, were doing triple threat matches. They seem to stick traditionally to one-on-one -on -one matches. Hmm. Which I, I don't like because 
I know the last 10 years or so, that's for me, that's kind of what they're known for is their triple threat matches. Oh, good. I mean, okay. I could be wrong, but that's what I think of when I think of uh, uh, a lot of the Japanese wrestling now is they, they do a lot of uh, triple threats. Oh. All right. 15 years ago, WWE presented No Mercy. The show featured the much-hyped debut of MVP. And also on the card, uh, King Booker defeated Bobby Lashley, Batista, in Finley in a fatal four-way match to retain his World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I'm actually getting uh, through uh, the recent episode of uh, Bruce Pritchard's uh, Something to Wrestle, and they're talking about all the lead-up to uh, No Mercy. Uh, I've gotten through that part, and we're, I'm just getting to uh, the actual card itself. But it's a uh, good listen with uh, Something to Wrestle and able to go back uh, in time to listen to what happened there. It's amazing how much they remember. 14 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Yuji Nagata to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Nine years ago, WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Lynn Snitch was arrested yet again and charged with violating a protective order, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief after police were called to the home of her boyfriend, Damian Darling. Uh, this would be her fourth arrest in a month after being arrested on three consecutive days in September. She's not a dog. What are you talking about? Uh, she was, was released on a $25,000 bond and arrested again the next day on one count of third-degree burglary and three counts of violating a protective order. That's five arrests in about a month, and she gets another one in January. Yeah, and she totaled up a few more uh, since then being released. I think she's just recently been uh, released uh, a few months ago. And uh, I saw a picture with her and DDP at a uh, uh, comic book convention or something like that. And he said that she seems to be doing better uh, than before. So hopefully uh, she's Maybe able to Maybe DDP's got to take her in for a while. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully she can turn that corner if it means going to the accountability house that PDP has. All of us, like, for the most downloaded... You're a warrior, man. For the most downloaded woman in uh, history for her image and being that high up on uh, stuff, to fall from grace that hard, it's really sad to see. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is, and uh, at least we get to see the good days um, still on tape. Some birthday, or a birthday here. It's a happy 41st birthday to Michael Gregory Mizanian, or Mizan, um, a.k.a. the Miz. Uh, today would have been the 55th birthday of Arthur Leon Barr, a.k.a. Art Barr. Uh, he was good friends with Rowdy Rowdy Piper, uh, was accused of rape back in 89, and took a plea deal. Uh, he would wrestle as Beetlejuice and finally got over as the American Love Machine in EMLL in Mexico. His frog splash would be adopted by many wrestlers over the years, including Eddie Guerrero. So just going back uh, one uh, spot to uh, yeah, Mike Mizanin. again. Just to go back to uh, Mike Mizanin's uh, birthday, he is actually currently on Dancing with the Stars. And so as you see here, uh, you can uh, vote for him. It's going against uh, Monday Night Raw uh, 
guy usually, but you can always still support him and go from there. Thank you for that information, Sean Borg. Um, October 9th, 39 years ago in Chicago, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Otto Lance to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Nick would hold the title for the next uh, 501 days before being defeated in Japan by Jumbo Tasura. 20 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Moline, Illinois, Billy Kidman defeated X-Pac to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. 19 years ago at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, Six Pack defeats Kid Cash, Tommy, uh, sorry, Tony Maluk, A Steel, AJ Styles, Jose Maximo, and uh, um, Joel Maximo in a ladder match to win the TNA X Division Championship. Yeah, this was also uh, the same episode where uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig, or Mr. P. Kurt Hennig, uh, made his uh, debut on TNA. He looks a little, uh, a little chunkier there. Yeah, well, it was hard times for him. Yeah, well, uh, you're sounding a little better when you talk. It goes a little weird, but uh, when you don't, it's completely silent. Maybe it's the microphone. Who knows? 17 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Kenzuki Sasaki defeated Kazuki, uh, Kazuyuki uh, Fuji, Fujita to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 16 years ago, WWE presented No Mercy from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Chris Benoit defeated Booker T. Christian and Orlando Jordan in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWE United States Championship. Randy Orton and Cowboy Bob Barton defeated The Undertaker in a handicap casket match. Hooventude defeated Nunzio to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And Batista defeated Eddie Guerrero to retain his World Heavyweight Championship. 15 years ago, at an Impact taping, uh, former WWE uh, champion Kurt Angle would make his TNA debut and gets us into a stare down with Samoa Joe. Hey, it's a happy 40th uh, birthday to Daniel Pewter. Uh, Pewter gained fame in 2004 during the A Million Dollar Tough Enough uh, Challenge and for putting Kurt Angle in a Kimura submission move. Yeah, that was one of those oops moments where uh, I guess Daniel actually did go uh, shoot style and was should not have done so. And uh, there was a little bit of heat between them uh, backstage after the fact. Well, yeah, and, and you know what? He, Daniel Pewter deserved to get fired uh, for whatever reason that he did it. You basically blindsided him with doing that if it was you know he knew if angle knew it was coming it probably would have been a different story it's a happy 89th birthday to the godfather of grappling uh ivan jean labelle uh, uh, uh the labelle lock of course is named after him and it's a happy 50th birthday to michael stephen manna aka stevie richards the well-traveled Philadelphian has wrestled for every major organization um, and a few notable independents in the country, most notably ECW, WCW, WWF, and E. 
uh, TNA, Shakira, and Ring of Honor. Uh, Richards uh, has held the WWFE Hardcore Championship 21 times. Yeah, and also uh, since leaving uh, major uh, spotlights of wrestling, uh, you know, WWE and TNA, he's uh, gone on to uh, get his sort of certification of uh, being a trainer in DDPY. Uh, cool. So he's still around. That's good. Good to hear. Moving on to October 10th. 22 years ago, Heroes of Wrestling featured wrestling stars from the 80s and 90s from the Casino Magic Complex in Bay Street, Louisiana, Mississippi, St. Louis, Mississippi. About 2,300 were in attendance and only 29,000 homes watched on pay-per-view. 40,000 pay-per-view buys were needed for them to break even. Uh, the show featured terrible matches, with perhaps the exception of the build-up and the Blanchard uh, Stan Lane match uh, was uh, fairly decent. Abdullah the Butcher and One Man Game a Gang fought to a double countout. The main event was a beauty and is uh, remembered for, of course, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jim Neidhart and King Kong Bundy would defeat Jake Roberts and Yokozuna. The match started as Roberts versus Neidhart, but because of... Uh, Jake the Snake being a little bit tipsy, Bundy and Yokozuna were added. Um, uh, and of course, they joined in in the tag match, uh, and they needed some babysitters for Jake the Snake Roberts, who treated the crowd to a sex show with his snake. Yeah, that's uh, quite the train wreck. Most of the whole event was a train wreck. Um, if you happen to check out our Facebook page on uh, Sunday, uh, around 9 o'clock-ish, uh, and you probably can just go back on our history of uh, our wall. Uh, you can find uh, a version of it from YouTube that I uh, put up uh, during that uh, show. I know, I think, for some reason, I stupidly bought this pay-per-view and have a copy of it on video in some dark realm of this world. Uh, hey, if you still have that, that one should be a keeper and... We know a few people that can actually transfer that over to digital. They would actually probably love to, to see that and see the old commercials that would have been in it and all that. Exactly. Uh, That's what I was uh, thinking. Uh, if I, I th do, I think we that, split on that pay-per-view, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, if I do find that uh, copy of the pay-per-view, I'm switching over to digital because it's probably going to be a better copy than what is on YouTube. But if you like train wrecks, go back on our Facebook page and you can find the train wreck known as Heroes of Wrestling. All right. Um, your voice is a little better. It, it uh, comes and goes, um, maybe with your movement. I'm not sure, but it's clear and then it goes back to the board. But I can still understand you. So hang in with us there. Uh, we're going on now 15 years ago. Uh, Dion, oh God, I don't even know how to say that name. Anyway, Psychosis was arrested for uh, um, uh, allegedly stealing a car from a 23-year-old man in Baja, California. He used a toy gun to steal the car, got in a high-speed chase hitting several vehicles, including one with an 18-year-old pregnant woman. Uh, Torres would be released from WWE shortly after the incident. Really, a gun? Uh, why didn't he just, like, jump off a car, land on the guy's... Uh, um, um, shoulders and give him a hurricanrana right into another car and then take his car that would have been i think a lot better 
Probably would have been fun. Yes. 15 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Chris Benoit would uh, go on to defeat Mr. Kennedy to win the WWE United States Championship. 11 years ago, TNA presented Bound for Glory from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, Tara defeated Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, and Madison Rain in a four corners match to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Rob Van Dam would defeat Abyss in a Monsters Ball match. Jeff Hardy defeated Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson in a three-way match to win the vacated TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And as a result of Angle's loss, he had to retire from wrestling. Which, of course, it didn't stick. And today would have been the 75th birthday of Martin Austin Ruan, a.k.a. Giant Beastacks. Uh, he was no relation to Haystacks Calhoun. Uh, born 14 pounds. i just let you know there's a lot of interference now. Uh, he was born 14 pounds, 6 ounces in uh, Camberwell, uh, and the disturbance is now gone. Uh, he worked as a laborer and nightclub bouncer before trying his hand at wrestling at the suggestion of a friend. Beginning his career on the British wrestling circuit in 1967, he was named after American wrestling star William Haystacks Calhoun. He would form a tag team with Shirley Big Daddy Crabtree uh, in 1975. His future feud with Big Daddy would draw high ratings from the ITV in Britain. Uh, Haystacks refused to wrestle on Sundays due to being a devoted Roman Catholic. Uh, Ruan, who stood 6'11 and weighed 685 pounds at his heaviest, would wrestle also for Stampede Wrestling in Canada, the Catch Wrestling Association in Germany and Austria, and World Championship Wrestling in the United States as Loch Ness. He was briefly a member of the Dungeon of Doom, but following a cancer diagnosis, uh, Ruan uh, returned to England and lived out the remainder of his days there. After a lengthy battle with cancer, uh, he would die in his home in Prestwich, England on November 29th, 1998, and he was 52. Uh, and uh, just to kind of go by weight here, Giant Haystacks was 685 pounds. Viscera, who is a very large man, uh, was only 487 pounds. Yeah, I didn't see him as uh, Haystacks, uh, or Giant Haystacks, but I did uh, remember him. As uh, Loch Ness and WCW. A lot of interference um, to let you know. And from now on, I'm going to just do this, the John Zena thing, so you can see that there is some interference. Anyways, October 11th, 44 years ago in Memphis, Tennessee, Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler won the AWA uh, tag belts, defeating Soldat Ustinov and Doug Summers, who was substituting for Boris Zukov that night uh, because he was, uh, uh, Zukov was on his way to the WWF. 43 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, the Crush Gals, Linus Asuka and Shigusia Nageo, uh, defeated Bonacano and Condor Sato uh, to win the AJW Best Tag Team League. 25 years ago in Osaka, Japan, Ultimo Dragon defeated the Great Suzuki to win the J-Crown Championship. God, gotta love those masks. 
22 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Jusen Thunder Liger defeated Ken, Kendo Kashin to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship for a 10th time. 16 years ago, at a TNA Impact taping, America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, defeated the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 11 years ago, at a TNA Impact taping, Madison Rain defeated Tara to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Uh, of note, only six minutes of wrestling was actually shown during the two-hour show. Uh, most of the time was sucked up by the formation of Immortal and Nash and Sting leaving TNA. Nash would show up at the WWE Royal Rumble the next year, while Sting would return to TNA after negotiations with WWE failed. 11 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Dallas, Texas, Randy Orton wins the largest WWE Battle Royal um, uh, to date at 41 participants. Orton won a WWE Championship later in the show. Orton would win by DQ against then-champ Mark Henry. And it's a happy 33rd birthday for Trevor Mann, a.k.a. Ricochet. He has worked as Helly... Helios and Shakira and Lucha Underground's uh, first champion winning the Aztec Cup as Prince Fubu. Uh, yeah, he just got treated to the SmackDown, so I'm doing some good things. Unfortunately, I can barely hear you at the moment. We will continue um, October 12th, 35 years ago in Dallas, Texas, Kevin Von Erich defeated Black Bart to win the WCCW World Heavyweight Championship. 32 years ago, James Coco Beware and the WWF executive uh, Jim Troy were involved in a physical altercation while on their European tour. Ware was fired immediately following their altercation, which saw him tackle Troy through a plate glass window. Uh, later, it was found that Troy was the instigator after he used racial slurs during an argument. Troy would eventually uh, be resigned from the company and James rehired. Unfortunately, the original uh, bird of Coco Beware, Frankie, was murdered and eaten. Um, but, of course, they found another replacement. 29 years ago in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, Bret Hart defeated Ric Flair to win the WWF Championship. Hart was the first man to win the WWF's top prize at an untelevised event since Hulk Hogan did it in 1984. It would happen again when Diesel did it in 94. And of course, it's happened several times since then. Yeah, it was one of those rare uh, moments. That oh, they, you, sound, uh... you sound wonderful now. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those days, and the dog is also having a, a little temper tantrum with me as well. But, yeah, uh, with Brett uh, winning the title, it was definitely a unique uh, thing to happen. Uh, they did record it for a uh, video that was uh, released by WD and Coliseum Home Video. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think they just needed a transition out of the whole Hulk Hogan thing and uh, I believe they were just getting out of the steroid trials uh, when this was happening. Uh, so they needed to have smaller uh, champions compared to the uh, hulking, no pun intended, uh, beasts that were uh, there with just muscle bound and kind of looking like there was something going on. 
Yeah, I think it, it took a you know a little bit for people to get used to smaller champions, but that the mat the main event matches definitely uh, were better quality. Um, maybe the height wasn't as you know as special because for some reason you know everyone loved Hulk Hogan and guys like that, and the guys like Brett who were very talented were always kind of stuck in the middle, but. Uh, between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, they, of course, opened the door for a lot of people. Now, and before that, those guys were only getting the uh, Intercontinental Championship, and that was considered the workers' belt, where you get quality matches out of the IC division. Mm -hmm. 23 years ago on Nitro in Chicago, Illinois, Sting and the Warrior defeated Bret Hart and Hollywood Hogan via DQ. Uh, this would be Warrior's last free televised match in WCW. He would wrestle just once more for WCW, the infamous Hogan Warrior rematch at Halloween Havoc a couple weeks later, which is one of my favorite matches to watch because it's just so terrible. Uh, over on Raw is War from Uniondale, New York. Ken Shamrock would defeat X-Pop to win the vacated WWF Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, uh, just going back to these two shows, um... Over on Nitro, they had also a, an appearance by <laughs> Chucky, and I believe that was in a segment with the dog-faced gremlin, uh, Rick Steiner. Uh, Rick and uh, Gene yeah. were in the ring when Chucky interfered and interrupted. And then to see that on Nitro, it was the Blade Runners, uh, Warrior and Sting together against Hogan and Austin, who were, I mean, not Austin, uh, Hart, who were kind of the top guys there. And you could flip over, and the counter to that main event were the Brothers of Destruction versus Austin and Rock, the two top guys there. So they totally loaded up their uh, both shows with tag team uh, power, uh, at least name recognition, not necessarily quality of match. But uh, to see the contrast in both were tag teams uh, matches and stuff like that. Plus, it was also the night that Steve Austin showed up with a cement truck and put cement in Vince McMahon's Corvette. And that Corvette actually made it to access for WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, and I got to see that. And was it still uh, full cemented? of cement? Sorry? Full of cement. It was all dried up and just plop down in no, there. So they didn't use any oatmeal in there. It was 100% uh, quality cement. Yep. All right. Uh, we're going on now. 17 years ago at a TNA, uh, or me, I, actually, I might have skipped something here. Do, do, do. Yes, I did. I think 21 years ago. I, geez, where am I here? You got, uh, where am 21 I? 21 years ago. Uh, SmackDown taping WWF tag team titles would change hands for the 11th time since uh, that year's WrestleMania. The Rock and Sock Connection, Mankind, and The Rock would defeat the New Age Outlaws to win the WWF tag team championships. Also on the card was the Big Boss Man uh, defeating Al Snow and The Big Show in a triple threat match for the WWF Hardcore Championship. Well done. 17 years ago, at a TNA Impact taping, Team Canada's Bobby Roode and Eric Young defeated Christopher Daniels and James Storm to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Hey, maybe... Sorry, go ahead. 
I couldn't find a picture of that, but I did find the picture uh, more recently of them uh, about a year or so ago backstage at WWE working together. Nice. 13 years ago, The Wrestler uh, makes its United States premiere at the New York Film Festival. Though the movie just made $44 million at the box office, it would earn many honors, including the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, an Academy Award nomination for Mickey Rourke, and an Oscar for Mar uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, uh, Ernest the Cat Miller was actually in the uh, final uh, battle of Randy the Ram, and they filmed it during a Ring of Honor show. Mm -hmm. So you can see the Ring of Honor banners and all that uh, there. Yeah, the, the the a lot of the matches that they did were that they showed in the movie were done at uh, uh, actual shows, uh, just like the when uh, Randy the Ram took on. Um, oh man, his name escapes me now. Ernest um, Miller? No, the the white the white guy with the beard. <laughs> That uh, narrows it down to about half the roster. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. How embarrassing. The they 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 had uh, they had the hardcore match with the staples and all that. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, his name is escaping me, and I apologize. Yep. And then the, uh, the thing is, they were going to use this as a vehicle for Jericho against uh, Mickey Rourke, but then somehow either money got in the way or Mickey Rourke's being Mickey Rourke, got in the way, gave away the fact that they were supposed to uh, face each other at Mania and also then pulled out of it, which caused him to just sit at ringside and Jericho took on three WrestleMania legends in, uh, what was it, Piper, Snuka, and Valentine? No, Dr Ricky Steamboat. Yes. And, hey, you know, everyone still got to see Mickey Rourke and it... Uh relaunched Ricky Steamboat as, holy shit, he still has got it. True. All right, moving on. 13 years ago, TNA presented Bound for Glory 4. Uh, Beer Money, Inc. Uh, defeated Abyss and Matt Morgan. Team uh, 3D and the Latin American Exchange in a four-team Monsters Ball match to retain the TNA World Tag Team Championship. And Steve Mongo McMichael was the special referee. Unfortunately, we got the bad sounds back again. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Kurt Angle. Mick Foley was the special enforcer. Uh, Sting defeated Samoa Joe and um, uh, to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, definitely now sounds like an uh, old Atari game. Waka, 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 waka. Uh, 12 uh, years ago on Raw from Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Julian Hall defeated Mickey James in just 76 seconds to win the WWE Divas Championship. Then it was hot potato time as she would lose the title less than five minutes later when guest host Nancy O'Dell orders a match against the returning Melina, and Melina would defeat Jillian in just 26 seconds to win the Divas Championship. Ah, that's a nice belly button. October 13th, 46 years ago in New York City, Bruno Sammartino fought to a draw with Ivan Koloff for the WWF Championship when both men were deemed unable to continue due to excessive bleeding. 
40 years ago in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Mr. Fuji and Mr. Sato defeated Tony Guerrilla and Rick Martel to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 36 years ago in Charlotte, Ivan and Nikita Koloff defeated the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. 29 years ago at a wrestling challenge taping in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, Money Inc., DBRC and IRS defeated the Natural Disasters, Typhoon and Earthquake to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 24 years ago on Nitro from Tampa, Florida, the Steiner brothers defeated Scott and Six, who was substituting for Kevin Nash, to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And 15 years ago, the Marine, starring John Zena, opens in theaters and at the time was the most successful film from WWE Studios. It made its budget back plus a couple bucks until uh, the call in 2013. Yeah, I think we went and saw that, didn't we? Uh, which? The call? No, uh, the Marine. And I did not see it in theaters. Uh, you must have gone with someone else. Uh, I know I've seen a little bit of it. That happens. It was a little hokey, but uh, all good. All right, and, uh, and we, got inter- we got bad interference. And now it's back. Oh, it's back. <laughs> okay. Today would have been the 95th birthday of Edward uh, Spudnik, best known to wrestling fans as Killer Kowalski. He was born to Polish immigrants in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Kowalski majored in electrical engineering in college and worked at the Ford plant in Detroit to help pay his way. And he got paid $50 a week way back then. Uh, he began a career as Tarzan Kowalski in 1947, but also wrestled, wrestled as Hercules Kowalski, the Polish Apollo, and Killer Kowalski. And of course, the one that stuck, he even legally would change his name to Walter Kowalski in 1963. Kowalski's earliest uh, recorded match was in May of 48, and by the end of the year, he was taking on Orville Brown for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He trained many now famous wrestlers and went into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2003 and passed away at the age of 81. All right, October 14th, the last day of our journey. 32 years ago in Providence, Rhode Island, Tito Santana defeated Rick Martel to win the 1989 King of the Ring Tournament. 19 years ago on Raw from Montreal, Chris Jericho and Christian would defeat the Hurricane and Kane to capture the WWE World Tag Team Championship. 15 years ago at ZZW... Uh, last stand, te- uh, last team standing from Philly, the Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castillo, uh, defeated the H uh, H8 Club, Hate Club, uh, Justin Payne and Human Tornado, substituting for Nick Gage, uh, to win the ZZW, ZZW World Tag Team Championship. 
And at the time of their win, the duel also held uh, the tag team titles in Shakira and Ring of Honor. 14 years ago, TNA presented Bound for Glory. Some of the matches on that card, AJ Styles and Tomko defeated Truth and Consequences, uh, being Ron Killings and Con Consequences Creed to win the TNA World Tag Team belts. The Steiner brothers defeated Team 3D in a two out of three tables match. Gil Kim uh, in a gauntlet battle royal match with eight other participants defeated Roxy Laveau last to become the first TNA Knockouts champion. And Sting defeated Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Belt. Ten years ago, WWE SmackDown surpasses Gunsmoke for the second most episodes by a weekly episodic television series ever with 624. And now I do believe they are behind Raw uh, as the one and two for the most episodes by a weekly episodic television series. Though I'd have to say that it's got to be for like nighttime or, or something like that because... I don't know how they don't include the the uh, soap operas. So that must be for well, you. That's because they're saying weekly episodic. So it's uh, one episode each week as opposed to daytime TV, which is uh, five days a week uh, shows. So that would take out your things like uh, oh, I see. Okay. soap operas and, uh, uh, well, Game shows, they take a break. Soap operas go all the way through. But, yeah. Uh, soap operas never take a break? No. Wow. That's impressive. I'm pretty sure uh, General Hospital. Oh, actually, no. It's probably that England one that holds the record, I would say. Probably. Anyways, close. that's a different podcast. Uh, eight years ago on Raw, Cody Rhodes and Goldust defeated The Shield, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, to win the WWE Tag Team Championship belts. That's it for this week in wrestling history, which is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sports book betting and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. So I'm having a feeling that uh, now that things are a little bit better, I needed to totally shut down and uh, come back in uh, to correct everything. So uh, just an apology to those who uh, stuck with us throughout this episode and uh, put up with the were audio and unfortunately the inconsistency with the uh, pictures changing because uh, trying to correct things here. But uh, yeah, definitely hope you can join us next week where we're going to look at uh, October 15th through the uh, 20th and we'll uh, get more uh, in depth in the uh, world of wrestling and the rich history of our great sport. And uh, I didn't mind that the pictures didn't change because they were stuck on the three lovely ladies there for a while. So that, that was nice. And then all of a sudden it changed to Boris Rudolph. And, uh. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for getting all those pictures. Um, uh, we both spend a lot of time putting this together, and we uh, enjoy it. And uh, we're coming up close to uh, done this for a year, so there will be a format change. And, of course, if you have 
any uh, thoughts on what you would like to hear, uh, focus more on, yada, 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 let us know. Yeah, uh, as part of that uh, format change, uh, I do have my collection of WD magazines, so where you can look back at the pages of WD magazine, just like mm -hmm. how uh, Craig DeGeorge would uh, do. And um, so we'll do that. Maybe uh, put a brighter spotlight on some of the talent that are having birthdays uh, or daily departed, plus uh, maybe a deeper dive into some of the events as opposed to just skipping through them uh, with highlights. So uh, that's some of the ideas that we have with uh, changing uh, the format around a bit uh, once we've reached our year, because if not, you know, might as well just stop. But I think if we deep, uh, dig deeper into uh, some things, and I have another idea that's uh, percolating at the moment. So we'll uh, see what happens when we reach episode number 53 of uh, This Week in History and where things uh, change from there. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. We are looking for a couple of people to join us for uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. I need to record one in time for a uh, ALS uh, charity show in two, uh, two weeks on the 24th. So if you're interested in being part of a Fantasy Warfare Tournament, that would be wonderful. Contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or at our uh, Facebook page and be part of one of our shows. So until next time, we wish you a great week. And we'll see you on our next edition of This Week in History.